Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Kevin Spacey comes out. Broadway Divas took the stage and did your favorites? Win the Tony tonight. We're recapping the 71st Annual Tony Awards right now. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hey guys, welcome, welcome, welcome to the After Show for the 71st Annual Tony Awards. I'm your host, Drexel Hurd. You can follow me on Twitter at Drexel Hurd and be sure to check out political culture Tuesday nights at 6 p.m. I'm here to recap tonight's show with a very special guest. She is a four-time Broadway veteran, Miss Carla Renato. Welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Drexel. It's wonderful to be here. Yeah, what a great, what is, what a great to have you here. Ah, it's you've, my pleasure. You've been in Avenue Q on Broadway. Mm-hmm. You've been in The Life on Broadway. Mm-hmm. How to Succeed in Business on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Smokey Joe's Cafe on Broadway. Mm-hmm. What has been your favorite show you've been in? They've all been my favorite for a variety of different reasons, but um, How to Succeed is my favorite just because it was my first. Right. Um, You never forget your first. It was my first. (laughs) And uh, Avenue Q was my favorite because whenever we would perform that show, it always got a very unexpected response. Like, people never... Um, people would come to see Avenue Q thinking they were seeing Sesame Street Live or some Sesame Street ice show, and it would always be, you know, Avenue Q, where we're cursing and puppets are naked and, right. you know, having simulated sex. Right. And I, I cannot say... It, it was hilarious. I love that show. It was hilarious. It was hilarious to watch people just get up and leave because they had no idea that that's what they were coming to see. And, and, and right now it's off-Broadway. Yeah, um, they moved at, it They moved it back on. It started off-Broadway, right. moved it on-Broadway, and then moved it back off-Broadway. Yeah, what a great show. Well, uh, it just so happens I'm glad that you said that your favorite show was Avenue Q because we are going to show a little clip of when no, you were in Avenue Q you real quick. Ooh, we're going to point that. you for this. <laughs> oh, you are yeah, let's, uh, let's show what they, uh, what they got. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, that shady movie. U.S. Gary Coleman. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, Miss Carla Reno. Wasn't that amazing? Is this amazing? What are you just seeing that back? So fun. I'm gagging. I'm gagging because, yeah, I'm gagging. I'm I'm speechless, and that never happens. You know, well, see, that's what happens when you come on a show with me. You just never know what you're going to get. You are sneaky boots. Ooh, honey. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. (laughs) But I I could talk to you all about, um, you know, your past and stuff like that. There's plenty of time like that. But um, tonight, the Tony Awards at Radio City Music Hall. Yes. Uh, 71st annual, hosted by Kevin Spacey. Uh, first off, 
On scale of one to ten, overall thoughts on the telecast. Scale of one to ten, I give it maybe about a seven. Seven? That's it, pretty good. I give it about a seven. Because there's been some some past telecasts that have just not been yeah, they're, that they're, they're great. Been some doozies. They're, like some snoozies. Yes, boo. This wasn't a snoozy. Um, there were parts that were snoozy. There were sections where I was like, mm. there were sections that we fast forwarded because we were watching the East Coast <laughs> and feed there's that. on the West Coast, and we were like, "Yep, time to time yeah, to like, fast forward that a little bit." Um, yeah, I, I my overall thought about the telecast is that I I loved Kevin Spacey as the host because I know firsthand that he is multi talented. He can sing, he can dance. He's a two time Oscar winner. He's a Tony winner, and I especially love the moment where he gave homage to his Tony uh, moment when he was nominated for Ibsen's Ghost, he said. And well, he was he was nominated for uh, The Iceman Cometh, Ice Man Cometh and he and won he was, for Lost in Yonkers. Yeah, but he mentioned that the... Ghost, yes. Yeah, His the, first one. Yeah, the first one, he, the first one that he won was for Ibsen's Ghost, and he had the picture in the dressing room as he was preparing to go on for the Tonys that night and had the picture up of Henry Fonda, who he is a huge, huge, huge um fan of and he emulated him greatly so i thought that was a really cool moment that he humbled himself in that way yeah i mean it's really great when you see like i just finished house of cards today actually (laughs) just this new season of house of cards so it was it was great to see um him um do this because you know I, I don't know if you remember, but like a couple months ago, we didn't know who was going to be hosting the Tonys. And like they hadn't really made a decision like a few months ago. Like the people were up in the air. They had a host and then they dropped and then they couldn't work out. Yeah, they I wanted Lynn manuel and that wasn't going to work yeah, out. No, so that like, was never going to work know, out. Yeah. Um, he would have been a great host. He'd have been great. But um, I think whoever it was that they had and they still have not really revealed who that person or persons were. They dropped out, could had a scheduling conflict, whatever the case may be, and they got Kevin Spacey. But I think he was perfect for it because he can do impressions, he can sing, he can dance, he can act, he can handle a room. You know, he's just really good at the, that type of thing. Yeah, um, let's uh, Kevin Spacey open the show um, with uh, an homage, a medley of uh, of um, four different. Uh, numbers from uh, four different shows, <laughs> yes. uh, which was a lot of fun. Um, he kind of, you know, made it his own. So let's take a look at uh, that, that opening number. Just wrong. Have you ever felt like nobody would care? Have you ever felt forgotten? In the middle of going live on air (laughs) Have you ever felt the ratings could disappear? That if you host, no one would cheer Well... So he opens up the he opens up the show with uh, what we opened up with here with you would be found um, from Dear Evan Hansen. He goes on to do uh, uh, numbers from Groundhog Day, Great Comet, uh, and Sunset Boulevard, where he plays uh, uh, Des, 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 Norma Desmond. Norma Desmond. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, what do you think of that opening number? I love the opening number mostly because it was kind of like an homage to because it was all like you mentioned because it was all the drama with finding a host. He opened it up with an homage to yeah this person didn't work out. You had this person in the past. You had that person in the past. But now you got me. So what you gonna do? Right. Like I kind of love the fact that he did that. He said something like oh and then my favorite moment of that whole thing was when Whoopi Goldberg popped out of the closet and then there was that whole 
<laughs> there was a closet joke about him. Oh yes. And then she and then there was a closet joke about her. The one about her is that he said, um, how long oh, Whoopi, how long have you been in that closet? And she said, Well, it depends on who you ask. Yes, that's so I funny. Hollered. I that love funny. I love it. Over. Uh speaking of past hosts, um, how do you think that Kevin Spacey compared to some of the past hosts that we've seen? James Corden, Hugh Jackman, Whoopi Goldberg, Rosie O'Donnell, um, who else, uh, um, who else hosted the Tonys like recently? Stephen Colbert, Stephen Colbert hosted right. it, like a bunch of people. But this is the thing. I think that every one of the past hosts have always brought something unique about them that makes that particular Tony year special. And so I, I wouldn't say that one was better than another as much as I would say, you know, depending on what the shows were that were nominated, they uh, brought their own special brand of uniqueness to that particular year of nominees. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I, I loved Whoopi Goldberg when she did. I think she's hosted twice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just remember watching her as a kid mm-hmm. and thinking, oh, my goodness, because I remember when she flew in as Mary Poppins and she did The Lion King and like there was so much happening and it was so fun. And uh, so I do miss that. Um, Hugh Jackman was always great. I thought James Corden, I thought, was really great last year as well. But uh, and and he's fun. His, his show is fun. Um, so I, I but I thought Kevin Spacey kind of lived up to that. He was he wasn't he wasn't, you know, some hosts um, have a problem with making the show about them. Mm. And it was less about him and more about the theater in general. And sometimes you can get that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people don't know how to balance that mm-hmm. as a host on stage. You see that at the Oscars, you see that at the Emmys and stuff like that. It becomes you see it more host. at the Oscars and the Emmys than you do at the Tonys. Because right. the Tonys, like we were, were saying before we got on the air, it's a different kind of community. Right. So you can't make it all about you at the Tonys. People will let you have it. And you know, it's so interesting you say that because one of the things that I remember thinking, um, the only time that it really got political in the night was Stephen Colbert, who it's not surprising that he gets political. But you didn't see any theater people making any political... No, yes, you did. Uh, oh, well, maybe I yes, just didn't did. really hear the... I didn't really... Yeah. I wasn't guessing really... It, but it wasn't as prevalent as it was at the Oscars. Mm, yeah, it was. Was, it? That was Yeah, when Cynthia Nixon won for Doll's House 2, mm-hmm. she quoted the Lillian Hellman speech where she said, um, uh, let me see, there are people who eat the earth and eat all the people on it, like in the Bible with the locusts, and other people who stand around and watch them eat. That was a direct slash indirect dig toward right. Donald Trump's administration and what's happening in America. And, and then she... Further, she furthermore applauded people standing up for what they believe in and marching and not sitting down and taking it quietly. So yeah, that that was definitely a political right. statement. And maybe I just mean like overtly, like there was like that was like, overt. I mean, I guess if, <laughs> I guess if you under if you like are really thinking about that, like there was no like mention of the person other than of the president. Nobody other than, ever mentions him right, by his name. Right. Like it's at the, the Oscars, thing. it was it was. I mean, it seemed pretty. Um, pretty forward at, at the Oscars, but yeah, I mean that was that was pretty blatant. Blatant. Uh, uh, direct attack at the president. Um, Rachel Bloom, backstage correspondent. Did you think that was a great addition uh, from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? You know, I kind of, I loved the, because they usually, they always have somebody that has a musical theater background as a backstage correspondent. Right. Last year, it was Barrett Foa. And Love Barrett, Barrett and I were both in Avenue Q. Yes. He, he left and I came in, uh-huh. so we kind of missed each other. But they had him doing it last year, and this year they had Rachel doing it. So I love the fact that they try to keep it all in the theater family right. by having somebody that has a theater background and that knows what Broadway is and knows the Broadway people when they come backstage. Because there's no 
nothing worse than having a show like that and then the people, the Broadway people that come off, the winners, the stars, the presenters, whoever it may be, have them come off and that backstage correspondent doesn't know who they are. Right. That would be tragedy. Right. Just not good. And and uh, Johnny Carson, Bill Clinton, which of the impersonations of Kevin Spacey did you like the best? I liked Bill Clinton's impersonation. I mean, good. his impersonation of Bill Clinton best. It was because he did the whole. He made he made jokes about Hillary and the email service. It was it was hilarious. I, I thought that because of how many people were coming out in the night, little not literally. <laughs> <laughs> not, um, and happy Pride! That. Happy Pride, everyone! Happy Pride Day! Um, that uh, that Hillary Clinton would have showed up. Because nah. she's been popping out of the, popping in those in those in those shows like all year. Nah. I was like, wow, what if Hillary just shows up tonight? Nah. We I had Joe she... Biden. We had Joe Biden in the audience. Doctor Joe Biden in the audience. They already uh, had somebody from that administration, right, right, right. so it's like they they're not gonna do a double whammy. Next year, Barack Obama show up. Yeah, Joe Biden was in the audience, but his wife, Doctor Jill Biden, uh, was a. Was a pre- she was, was kind she a of presenter? a presenter. She was presenting for Bandstand. Uh, she was presenting. And they um, gave her a standing about, ovation. Yeah, it was great, and that was that, that, was, was, that was very nice. That was lovely. Um, so let's get let's talk about some performances. Okie dokie. Um, Which one you want to hear first? So, well, let's go through what performances we had tonight. We had uh, Come From Away, mm-hmm. uh, Miss Saigon, William Finn's Falsettos, Dear Evan Hansen, Groundhog Day, Hello Dolly, War Paint, Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet. And the bandstand performance, um, and then the in memoriam performance. Um, what was your favorite performance of the night? My favorite performance of the night is a toss up between um, War Paint with mm-hmm. Christine Eversall and Patti Lapone, and the young lady. I, I forgive me, I can't remember her name, but the young lady who was nominated for Miss Saigon because. Um, uh, Eva Noblezada. Yeah, there we go. So, because I remember back in the day when I was on Broadway, Miss Saigon was on Broadway, so I saw Le- Leia Salonga do it in 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 real life, and it was she was amazing, amazing, amazing. Right, but I know her... I know we have a picture of of the girl, the uh, the Miss Saigon. I mean, I'm sorry, the uh, the war paint performance. Oh yeah, well let's let's, let's see and... that because oh, it's, was... it's not it's not it's not a clip. Oh, it's sorry, it's not a clip. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's just, just a picture. Oh, okay. Just a picture but, of Christine Ebersole. But, but, but Leia Salonga, um, the, the young lady that sang tonight that played, that's playing Kim on Miss in my, in the revival of Miss Saigon on Broadway, her vocal chops are ridiculous. I mean, that performance was great. It was a really was solid performance. Amazing. Yeah. She was so 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 good. But what do you think? So of, what, what made you pick war? I, I know we talked about the war paint. War paint. I come from the school of if you're going to do musical theater, then do musical theater. Have people that can blow. Mm-hmm. Have people that have the chops. Have people that have the vocal capability to do eight shows a week and have those strong, powerful voices that make you kind of lift up in your seat and pay attention. And I think Christine Ebersol and Patti Lapone more than did that tonight when they performed their performance from their they show. They did a face-to-face, yes. um, which was great. Uh, for those that don't know anything about the show, it's about the cosmetics giants, Elizabeth Arden and uh, Helena Robenstein. Uh, it was really... I, I loved the set. Um, I loved their crossovers. And you've got two huge Broadway divas, like 
For people who were in the audience for the first time, like actually in the audience for the first time. That would make see, me want to go see that show. Go see the show. I would cry sitting in the audience because I'm like, I've got Patti Lapone, I've got Christine Eversall, and how many times in my lifetime are we going to get them on the same stage? And they're two Tony winners. I mean, Patti won for Evita. Right. And I think she won again for Gypsy later on. And then Christine Eversall won for Grey Gardens. And I saw them in both. Oh my God, they were right. so good. And what a season for brought for for like the original i call them the ogs <laughs> you know you know christine eversall patty lapone bet mittler all on broadway at the exact same time this is like a year of great glenn close glenn close and sunset boulevard really great broadway they're legends. legends they are broadway legends how do you like i have to be in new york on monday and i'm like how do I? I know some shows. A lot of shows are dark on Monday, so I mean, my there'll be slim pickings for what I get to see. Not a but, lot on Monday, though. Right? Everybody, you, they do that crazy schedule with some people. I know when I was the doing summer Avenue, schedule. Yeah, I mean, no, the schedule. Oh, the period. Eight, eight, eight shows a week. No, 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 no. No, what, no, what I was gonna say is. Um, they do this crazy schedule where not everybody has Monday off. Because oh. um, I know when I was doing Avenue Q, our day off was Thursday. Oh. I know Chicago's day off is not Monday. So mm-hmm. everybody has a different day off. It depends on your show and your theater and all of that. Oh. But not everybody, like back in the day, everybody had Monday off. Uh-huh. That's yeah. not the case anymore. That's not the case anymore. And, and, and as they, like I said, as they move into summer schedule, that's when it's like every day there there's like there's really a not a really a day off because you're doing like three shows on one day well, especially when the tonys come around because i've done i did right. the tonys so i did the tonys with how to succeed so when the tonys happen what happens is you have the gypsy uh gypsy of the year mm-hmm. you have the easter bonnet you have mm-hmm. all these activities that lead up to the tony award telecast you have the rehearsals for all those activities then you have your understudy rehearsals if you're an understudy. And then you have the rehearsals for the actual Tony Award telecast where they do, most of the time they do an abridged version of whatever the, the big number is in your show. They do an abridged version of it. So you have to do the regular version every night and then remember what the abridged version is of what you're doing. <laughs> I'm straight up. For the Tonys. And when I tell you there are shenanigans that ensue during the week of the Tonys because you come on stage sometimes and you just forget where you are or what, or what version you're doing. It's, it's a lot of fun, though. That sounds like a lot of fun. Um, my, what I thought was fun tonight, my favorite performance of the night were t- toss-ups um, between uh, uh, Ben Platt's uh, Waving Through a Window from Dear Evan Hansen, uh, which we're going to throw up a picture of, uh, which I thought it was just, I mean, if that set that they had, um, I haven't seen it because, like, who can get tickets to that? Um, I can. Oh, all right, Miss Ma'am. I got tickets. You can get me tickets anytime. Just swing I got them all an my way. with the producer. Oh. Shout out to Kevin Spiritus. What's up? Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's so hard to get tickets. They're like three hundred dollars. I'm like, do I spend three hundred dollars on a ticket? I don't know yet. Um, three hundred dollars. That's how much Broadway tickets. That's how Broadway her? tickets are right now. Unless you rush it, you better go unless to TKTS. You with, and, and of course, Dear Evan Hansen won't be at TKTS. Um, and That's uh, too bad, too sad. But it was just a really cool. Um, way that they use technology. Um, you know, I, I I saw that and it, it, it reminded me of the very first show that I know of that did that was Tommy. Uh-huh. Was the Who's Tommy? The Who's and Tommy, I did that. Did on tour. I did that too. So uh, I know that um, Des Mackinoff was the... Because I remember at the time people made such a stink about the fact that he was using electronic graphics in that way. And now when we looked up and watched the Tonys today and they showed Dear Evan Hansen right. doing that, I'm like, 
Well, look at that. Dez was ahead of the curve. That's that's cool because yeah, and Who's Tommy is, is such a uh, a nostalgic kind of old that nobody really talks about anymore, and mm-hmm. and, and smaller theaters are doing it every once mm-hmm. in a while. But uh, yeah, but Who's the Tommy time, did it, it first. Yeah. Uh, my second favorite show was uh, Natasha Pierre, the performance from Natasha Pierre in the Great Comet of eighteen twelve, uh, with a, a quick medley. Uh, Josh Groban did the. Uh, the title number at the end of the show, which is The Great Comet of 1812, and Lucas Steele, Danae Benton, and the cast did uh, Balaga, I believe, uh, which is the big number. I haven't seen um, the show, so it's I'm, amazing. I'm a little at a loss about that one. But you said you'd seen it. I saw it. And you um, said Danae Benton was, was fabulous. Amazing. It's a shame we didn't get a chance to see her on national TV. shocked that they did that, that number. And, and she I'm, was a Tony nominee. I'm right. just saying. Yeah. That was a, I mean, she did, we did see her hit somebody in the head, but that was about it. Um, But the show, if you get a chance, if you're in New York City, go see um, Natasha Pierre, go see Janae Benton, go see Josh Groban. Um, And then Josh Groban is actually going to be leaving soon. Um, And then um, um, there's going to be a new Pierre, um, Oak, what's his name? Oak from Hamilton, the black guy who was in the quartet from uh with with chuck cooper not the quartet but the in memoriam with chuck cooper oh okay uh, he will be taking over for oh, okay. um for josh groban for josh groban okay i can't pronounce his name that's the so one somebody's who, gonna have that's to be the like one you somebody pronounce pronounced his name, his name and, and right. i was like oh, oh who is that oh, i was I, like oh he pronounced it well yeah 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 you gotta phonetically speak it spell it well so we're gonna call him double o yeah, some people call him Oak. I know my friends who know them call him Oak. So double O. That's double O. Double <laughs> O. Uh, he was in Hamilton, uh, and now he is going to Natasha Pierre. But um, uh, but yeah, I thought that, that that performance was really great. Some of the other, were, were there any performances that surprised you? Hmm. Performances that surprised me. Bandstand surprised okay. me. Um, Andy's choreography is always kind of just crazy energetic and just off the charts all the time but i think he outdid himself with this one and i think bandstand is one of those kind of sleeper hits on broadway just because of the type of dancing that it that it is um exhibiting right. it's that dancing from like the the wartime the 40s and the 50s the, the hollywood canteen yeah. swing thing and i love watching that because that type of dancing is extremely hard to do because it's all partner dancing right. and you have to rely on the other person to flip you around or be there when you need them to be there so i i think he did a great job and i really like the number that they showed on the tonys tonight yeah i mean i love andy blankenbuehler i loved uh in the Heights choreography, I loved Bring It On choreography. I love Hamilton choreography. Obviously, those are all Lin Manuel shows, <laughs> uh, but they like to team yes, up a lot. They do. Um, so Bandstand kind of came. I think this. I think Bandstand. He also directed it. Mm-hmm. I believe he directed and choreographed. So mm-hmm. I think that was his directorial debut. Was. was Bandstand. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Um, I thought that. Uh, I thought that the Hello Dolly performance David Hyde Pierce was a little snooze so that was shocking I was surprised that they did not do a cast performance not with without Bette Midler I thought I didn't know if they would do a number um, with well, like we, him and Gavin Creel um, doing a number together yeah uh, or, well, we, or, or, we, had, we had we discussed this too and I said about that that I felt like it was very gracious of Bette Midler to give him that time to do that number. It was a little long. They could have cut it. That's why it I was... thought they would do a medley. Because I thought I thought the curtain being closed behind them, it would it, he would do like a quick like Mm-mm. thirty second to a minute. Piece no, they gave then... they gave most of their time to the to that uh, the comet musical. Great comet, right? They gave a because they that number was really really long. So they and gave they from there's the audience. Al- yeah there's always one musical number that gets a lot of time and a lot of uh, and what people fail to remember or not fail to remember what people 
might not know about the Tonys is that some people actually had shows on Tony right. Sunday. So some of the so the order of the shows and the performances and what kind of performance they did totally depends on who had a show that night or not. So they may have sh- they may have not done a show. I mean, um. Bette Miller may have chosen not to do a number from Dolly on the Tonys because they may have had a show tonight. And I think that might have been too much for her to try to do a show and then come to the Tonys and just be like this because she has extreme stage fright. So I think that might have been too much for her. But the Comet um, musical had a really long number, and I enjoyed that. And the number with David Hyde Pierce was really, really long. They could have cut that in half. What else were you going to talk about? Uh, I loved... um... I love Miss Saigon performance, which you alluded to. It was great to see Leah Salonga out there. And, I love and, seeing uh, her. Um, and then, it's been so long. what did you think of the Come From Away performance? Um, I lo- okay. They did. They did. Welcome to the Rock. Uh, Joel Hatch and the company. We saw uh, old friend Rodney Hicks in there yes, on and the Sharon stage. Wheatley from Avenue Q. Right. Shout out, Sharon. Um, I love. I love that number enough that it makes me want to go see that show. Yeah, this is the thing about the Tonys. I love watching the musical numbers on the Tonys because I want to see the shows that I'm not in New York and privy to to watch or go see in previews or whatever. So I want to get a little snippet of what it is. So when I do make my way to um, the city. I can, you know, get my tickets together and get my little schedule in line of what the sh- what the shows are I want to check out. Yeah, and, and do you find yourself like I know we talk about musicals a lot because and that's what people think of in the when, when, it, comes of the Broadway, tone, when it comes to Broadway, but, but there are always so many shows like we saw. Like I want to see Six Degrees of Separation because I love Alice and Janney so much, and then the Jitney and all I'm those so big proud shows. Of and, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so th- I thought that all the performances, you know, were were, were great, um, and of course the Immemorium uh, with Justin Guarini, Chuck Cooper, and uh, and the other guys. Um, I forgot about Mary Tyler Moore. I just forgot. Like twenty sixteen, like twenty sixteen, like took out everybody and it took and out a lot. Took of out a people. lot of people. It took out a lot of people. But I was particularly, I was particularly surprised and moved um, by the passing of Martha Swope because mm-hmm. Martha Swope took pictures of me for Avenue Q for my Broadway picture. And do you have um, it hung up in your? Yeah. No, because it's like life size, huge. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, no, but um, she took that picture and. Um, she took our How to Succeed pictures and she took our pictures for the life and James Niederlander passed away and he right. was a major, 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 major Broadway producer. And yeah, I, you know, I don't know how I missed Thea- that. Niederlander Theater, uh, yeah. where Rent started, yes. well, everything. St- yes. A lot of shows started yes. Niederlander. Yes, but they were they were a major, major producing presence on the Broadway scene. So it's going to be interesting to see you know who uh, picks up that torch and, and runs with it from this point on. Um, <clears throat> so uh, let's talk about the winners and losers tonight. Mm-hmm. I, I do want to point out that... <laughs> One of the things. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All the winners. Let's talk about all the winners winners and the the nominees nominees tonight. Thank you. Um, um, You know, it's like the E News after show. The winners and the losers. Okay, so let's talk about the winners and the nominees. Um, Point out real quick that one of the things that I thought was really cool was was that all of the authors of every best play nominee um, was their it was their Broadway debut. Um, their first Tony nomination, and they were all American-born um, play playwrights. So I thought that was really cool. I love that. <clears throat> I, I love the fact that the the American theater wing, its voters, and the Broadway community are starting to embrace new works. Right. You know, because uh, for a minute, 
it was like it was the same old stuff. Like I, I don't need to see fit, no no offense to anybody that was in Fiddler on the oh. Roof, but I don't need to see Fiddler on the Roof right. in the tenth revival. I really, I just in don't. Tenth revival. I just don't. I don't need. To see, I don't need to see it. Oh my goodness. Um, let's talk about some of the subcategories. I, I, they're not. We'll talk about the subcategories um, and then the top categories. So, um, best featured actor in a play. Um, went to Michael Aronoff. It was his first nomination and uh, first win. He won for Oslo. Mm-hmm. Um, that category had Nathan Lane and Danny DeVito in it. So, you know, it's interesting, like, for people. Do you find it interesting for people who are just watching the Tonys and they think big names should win? Mm. Like, you know what I mean? I've like, never like, heard that school I just, no, I mean, Not for theater people. Mm-hmm. Theater people, we know, like, of course, you know, somebody's mm-hmm. going to be better and that's how it works. Mm-hmm. But like if somebody's not watching it for the first time, mm-hmm. do you find that some people go, well, of course, Nathan, I know Nathan Lane and I know um, Danny DeVito. And of course they should win because it's Nathan Lane and Danny DeVito. And mm-hmm. then somebody else wins out of the blue. Mm-hmm. Um, I-, I would think that that would shock some people because they'd be like, oh, there are other actors out there in the world. Well, again, this is the Tony Awards. So it's based on theater. So you mentioned Nathan Lane and Danny DeVito. Those are people that have been in feature films. So yes, their name, their names and right. their faces are a little more um, known across secular types of media. Right. But for the Broadway community, people that know and love Broadway know who the Broadway performers and mm-hmm. actors and actresses are. So they go based on, you know, what show is getting heat, what show's been written up. And and then there's also the whole lead up to the Tonys. There's the Drama Desk. There's the Outer yep. Critics Awards. There's a I whole, love the Drama Desk Awards. Yeah, so there's a whole plethora of awards that lead up to the Tonys. And usually, just like with the Oscars and the Emmys and everything, well, there's not a whole bunch of lead up to the Emmys. But with the Oscars, there's a bunch of things that lead up to the Oscars. So by the time the person wins the Oscar, you know who it is. Well, with if you Tony- live in Los Angeles, there's all the four-year consideration billboards are up right now. Yes. It's everywhere. We know FYC. We, if you see yes. FYC, you know exactly yes. what that means. Yes. Emmy voters get out there and yes. vote for your shows. But with the Broadway community, there's the Outer Critics and the Drama right. drama Desk and a couple of other ones that, that elude me at the moment. But when those things happen, when you start seeing the same people mm-hmm. win over and over again, like if somebody wins Drama drama Desk and Outer Critics, the likelihood of them not winning the Tony is kind of like none. slim to none. Yeah. Uh, best Featured Actress in a Play, Cynthia Nixon. Um, that um, I thought that was great. That um, that category had uh, Joanna Day, Jane uh, Hodeschel, uh, Condola Rashad, um, who is Felicia Rashad's daughter. Uh, she's in a Doll's House Part Two, and Michelle mm-hmm. Wilson Sweat. Um, I thought that was great. Uh, best featured actor in a musical, Gavin Creel. Uh, he was originally nominated for Thoroughly Modern, Modern Millie, Millie in 2002. Which he was presented with Sutton Foster, presented him with tonight's know, Tony. So, cool. so I'm, sure that, I'm sure that excited her. That was cool. Uh, best Featured Actress in a Musical went to Rachel Bay Jones mm-hmm. um, for Dear Evan Hansen. It was her first win, first nomination. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in Pippin, Women on the Verge, of Women a on the Verge, of a Nervous Breakdown, <laughs> and in Hair, mm-hmm. if you've seen that. Um, uh, best Choreography went to Andy Blankenbuehler for Bandstand. Um, Very which so. you know what that actually surprised. I mean, just hearing you talk about how you felt about the choreography just from the performances, um, having not seen Bandstand and having only seen the performances, I thought that Sam Pinkleton was going to take it for Natasha Pierre because of how crazy in the theater that choreography is. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't see Holiday Inn because I don't think it lasted that long, and then uh, Come From Away, uh, which we saw a little bit of that performance. It was a lot of kind of stomping, and it reminded me a little bit of. Um, 
what was that? It was more staging than choreography, I would say. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, and uh, once it reminded me a little bit of once, mm-hmm. and and, uh, mm-hmm. and then uh, best direction of a musical uh, went to Christopher Ashley for Come From Away, which again surprised me, really, because I thought the best direction of a musical was going to go to Michael Greif for Bedir Evan Hansen. Mm-hmm. But seeing the story of Come From Away, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I can see that. And the other thing is, well, this was this is the thing about Michael Greif. I was I was happy to see that he was actually nominated. I think this isn't the first time he's been nominated for a Tony for Best Direction. But you know, he goes all the way back to the Rent the Rent right. days. You know, with John Jonathan Larson. So to see him get his due in his own right was really that was really heartwarming for me personally to see him get his due in his own right because he had been living for so long in the shadow of Jonathan Larson and Rent right. and the La Jolla Playhouse that it was just nice to see him get some props. I need to get to La Jolla. <laughs> no, no, seriously. Dude. It's lovely. Um, um, and then uh, Best Direction of a Play went to Rebecca Teichman for Indecent. Uh, which, she was so excited. Yeah, she was very excited, and, and you know, it's and one shocked. of the, it's one of the because it's one of those shows that you don't hear a lot about from a play perspective. Because we heard a lot about a uh, Doll's House, we heard a lot about Oslo, we heard a lot about Jitney, heard a lot about the Little Foxes, um, because of the names that were in all of those. But shows. Paula Vogel is the playwright, and she is a beast. She is a beast. So it's her first year. Well, there you but go. she's been around forever, right. and her her work is really exemplary, as is Lynn Nottage's work. And she um, wrote Sweat. Right. Which was also nominated. Um, let's go to the top categories. Talk about some of those. Um, best original score went to a Bench Pasek and Justin Paul uh, from Dear Evan Hansen. I know we got a, a photo of them. Uh, best there original. They are. Yeah. And uh, this, they're, on their, they're, they're on their way to win the EGOT. Are they really? Uh, I, this is, they're, they're halfway through the EGOT. They've so, got the Oscar, they've got the Tony. Uh, maybe they'll get the Emmy somehow, and then if Dear Evan Hansen wins a Grammy uh, next year, if it wins a Grammy, wins a then, Grammy they, then they'll have they the G a, and the O. Oh, look at that! So they they might have a good year. I don't. They might they might be following in the footsteps of Lin Manuel because that's what he did last year too. He did with Hamilton. Yeah, and mm-hmm. oh man. I, I, yes, Hamilton. Well, okay. That's a whole nother. That's conversation. a whole nother conversation. <laughs> um, um, best. Actor in a play, Kevin Klein, third win, fourth nomination. And can I just give a personal note? He's from Missouri. He's from St. Louis. So Missouri? Missouri. Missouri. Okay. Missouri. <laughs> um, he's from St. Louis, Missouri, and so am I. So I was happy to see one of my homies win. That's fun. Are you, speaking of, I'm just side note, um, in the loop in St. Louis, mm-hmm. do you eat that fried ravioli? I haven't lived in St. Louis. I haven't lived in St. Louis in a really, really, really long time. So I have no idea what you're talking about. I didn't know if you were a fried ravioli fan. I know some folks in in, in St. Louis are in the loop. loop. Mm -hmm. Um, Best actress in the play, Lori Metcalf. First win, third nomination. I love that she won. Yeah. She she she, I love when people win and they, they look genuinely and earnestly surprised and humbled by the fact that somebody thought that they deserved an award. And that's what she looked like when she accepted hers. She thanked her kids first right. and foremost. Like, I thought that was cool. Uh, she was previously nominated for November and for Misery. I would have, that would have, I think the Misery performance would have been interesting to see because we all know Misery as Kathy Bates. Yeah. Uh, so to see somebody else, uh, you know, to, not a, a broad 
um, like Kathy Bates playing that role, but 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 uh, a very petite Laurie Metcalf. But that speaks to Laurie Metcalf's right. acting ability. She was able to inhabit that character. Right. I would have loved to see that. Yeah, I would have loved to see that too. I bet it was really good. I bet it was scary. I bet she was very scary. <laughs> I bet she worked it. I bet she did work it. Uh, best actor in a musical, Ben Platt. First nomination for his win for Dear Evan Hansen. Not surprising. Not surprising to I anybody. Always, I always feel like when somebody wins on their first win and first nomination, it's like, where do you go from there? Like, where do you go? What do you do? Well, and and, and Ben Platt was in Book of Mormon. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was Elder Cunningham, mm-hmm. um, so he's no stranger to Broadway. Uh, no, to no, the no. Broadway and and the uh, and the tour of um, of Book of Mormon, which I just saw here in L.A. Uh, a couple of weeks ago. First time I saw it. Oh, really? First it was, time. It's so good. You know, it's written by the same people that wrote Avenue Q. Just saying. Oh. No puppets in this one. Nope. <laughs> it's a good. Uh, that was. I mean, that, that's a, that's a. It's a great show. Uh, he was also up against uh, David Hyde Pierce, Andy Carl, Josh Groban, and Christian. Uh, what did what did Christian Borle? What no no? What did he call him? I don't even know. He but it said wasn't even Kevin close. Spacey said something that Bor- Borelli, Borelli, and I was like, like Kevin Spacey. How are you gonna butcher somebody's name? Right. But, okay. And did you see Christian Borle's face when he went? Oh, okay, that's it. Okay, got it. Um, So, yeah, so congratulations to Ben Platt. Um, And then Best Actress in a Musical, Bette Midler. Um, Uh, First time as an actor. As an actor. She won before for her, um, uh, I think, uh, something on Half Shell, her one-woman show that she would do. Uh, I want to say Diva's on a Half Shell, but I know that's wrong. But it's something on Half Shell, and she won for that. They gave her a special Tony for that, and I think she thought she was done. But... Side note, I was really excited to see that Jerry Zachs directed it because he directed the one with Carol Channing. Mm-hmm. He also directed Smokey Joe's Cafe, so I've worked with him. So Fine. I was like, look at Jerry Zachs sitting up there nominated for a Tony yeah. <laughs> again. Again. But I love that she won, and I love that she... <laughs> what I really loved about the fact that she won is that she was like, y'all not going to play me off the stage. It took me a whole lifetime to get here, and I'm going to say what I have to say. Did you? Th- I, I, I felt like Bette Midler... This might be like she knows. This might be like she may one, never get she there might again. Never get there again. That's and right. Like, so she, she was like, like, "Take that time." That's right. I'm not mad at her. I right. would have done it too. I was like, "You better get your time." I was like, "Hey." And they weren't gonna. They weren't gonna cut that off. Hey. They weren't gonna drop that mic into the Look, floor. And they weren't gonna have no hook bring her off the stage either. Right. She would have drop kicked somebody. She so. sure would have. <laughs> I was like, Mm-mm. she was uh, in that <laughs> category uh, with Danae Benton, uh, Christine Ebersol, uh, and Patty Lapone, and uh, Eva Novozada uh, from Miss Saigon. Um, I want to go back real quick because I want to talk about that category with uh, with Lori Metcalf mm-hmm. because I remember reading seeing those nominations come out mm-hmm. and like I saying to myself who could win this like mm. the names Kate Blanchett Sally Field Laura Linney Jennifer L like I I, I was like I don't know I, I don't know I could I could but I could work that out because first of all Sally I don't know if Sally Field has won a Tony before but she's most people look and there's this ongoing debate with Broadway. You know, they 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 really hate to see people come in from Hollywood and and and, and uh, infiltrate the Broadway community. They hate it, but it sells tickets to keep it alive. So what you gonna do? Right. But when I saw that Sally Field was there, I'm like, okay, she's a Hollywood person. When I saw that Laurie Metcalf was there, well, she's a TV person, but she does a lot of theater. When I saw that, um, who were the other ones you mentioned? Um, Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett. Um, she's she's an Oscar winner. You know, I mean, when you... And, and Laura Linney. Laura Linney has won numerous Tonys. Right. So if Laura Linney didn't take home a Tony she tonight, fine. it was okay. Right. Um, <laughs> um, best... <laughs> just saying. Just saying. Best revival of a play went to August Wilson's Jitney, which was great. Yes! 
Um, so I happy have about a that. I have a cousin in Jitney, Andre Holland. Uh, best revival of a musical went to Andre Holland. Yes, I he do. was in Moonlight. Yeah. Hello. Yes, he was. Uh, and he was in, in uh, J- uh, Jackie Robinson movie. Um, Twenty. Um, what was it? Uh, the, the Jackie Robinson movie. It was the whatever his number is. I don't even want. I don't, I don't even want to say the number wrong. wrong. I'm here in Los Angeles, Ooh, and I'm a film um, critic. Oops. oops. <laughs> um, hello, Dolly. Best. Re- <laughs> this is why we do the Tony Awards after show and not a sports show. We're like, what okay. number was Jackie Robinson? Amber. Uh, best revival of musical. Hello, Dolly. Mm-hmm. Uh, best play went to Oslo, and then naturally, best musical went to Dear Evan Hansen. Um, I thought Natasha and Pierre was was a close one though. I think you know we get hype when you get hype. Mm-hmm. Dear Evan Hansen, of course, was going to win. I mean, it's How a stunning show. How many did they show. win total? Like seven. Um, I would they have to, to count they it. Had, they must have won. Like they won. Seven. They, they won. They won a lot. Um, ugh, hair. <laughs> that was awkward. <laughs> so, uh, real quick, the memoriam. I love the fact that they did it on a marquee. Right, that was and fun. I love the fact that they did it on the marquee, and I love the fact that it was introduced by Mark Hamill. And he said, you know, there are princes of the stage and a princess, and he went like this, right? You know, because we lost uh, Carrie Fisher, who was Princess Leia this and, year. And, I mean, and, last year as well. Yep, and Debbie Reynolds. Um, James L. Jones took the Tony Lifetime Achievement Award, uh, two-time Tony Award winner. Defense yes. is in the Great White Hope, yep, so it was yep, great yep. to see him out there. Yep. Um, some of the shows that weren't nominated uh, that were that are currently running: Bronx Tale, uh, which we saw a little bit of; Cats. Um, Cats on, is back on Broadway. Cats oh, is Lord. back on the Broadway. Okay. Uh, on your feet. <laughs> and okay, Sun- that's and, a Gloria Estefan show. Yeah. And Sunset Boulevard. I love Sunset Boulevard. Uh, not nominated for a revival. Um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory Anastasia are currently running on Broadway, but I think that they might have missed the Tony cutoff. Mm. Um, so that is, uh, that's really interesting that <coughs> at least a Bronx Tale, which I saw, I'm surprised it didn't get nominated for like best set design or something like that. And we forgot to mention a couple of other people. Um, uh, sound designers Gareth Fry and Pete Malkin won uh, a special Tony Award for their sound designs for The Encounter. Yes. The Dallas Theater Center in Dallas, Texas won a special Tony. And Bayark Lee from the original cast of A Chorus Line won the Isabel Stevenson Tony Award. And there was also a Tony Award for Excellence in the Theater for Nina Lannon and Alan Wasser, who are agents in New York City. Fun. Well, congratulations to all of them. Um, next season proves to be is crazy. There's a lot of shows coming out um, between 2018 and 2019, uh, starting in April. With Harry Potter and the Cursed Child making its transfer from um, from the West End uh, to Parter, I hear it's great. All my friends who've been in London, uh, they say it is amazing. As a Harry Potter fan, I am very excited um, to see it uh, headed to the Broadway. I know auditions are happening right now, um, so I (laughs) so we'll see what happens. Um, Frozen coming to Broadway. They actually start their tryouts in Denver uh, in a couple of months. Yep. Um, we heard Mean Girls yes. on with Tina, Tina Fey. Fey. Uh, Devil Wears Prada uh, will make that its one way to Broadway. I think I might enjoy uh, Escape to Margaritaville, King Kong. I'm just going to name them off now because there's a lot. To Kill a Mockingbird, Halftime about a senior dance uh, team at a dancing halftime backstreet show. Uh, the Prom, Once on This Island, coming back. Love it. Um, Prince of Broadway about Stephen Sondheim, SpongeBob SquarePants with Lily Cooper, who's Chuck Cooper, Cooper's daughter, who we saw in Spring Awakening. Tony Award winner for the life. Tony Award winner for the life. Uh, M Butterfly, mm-hmm. uh, My Fair Lady, Carousel, Children of a Lesser God. Uh, and then, of course, I mentioned King Kong, which they have been trying to bring to Broadway uh, for a very long time. So we've got a lot, a lot of shows that are coming over the next couple of se- over the next couple of Tony seasons. So uh, it'll be very interesting to see who it is. It most certainly will. Um, yeah. So 
next year, 72nd annual Tony Awards, who, who do you think uh, should host next year? I have no idea, but I'll be really surprised and lovely to find out. Lovely to find out. Thank you so much for, uh, for hosting tonight with me. Oh, my pleasure. I'm a Broadway baby. It was so Broadway baby. Yes. I'm glad we got to see a little bit of your uh, performance from the the Avenue Q. Face crack. Oh, my goodness. Um, Where can they find you on Twitter? They can find me on the Twitter and the Instagram and the Facebook at The Curvy Critic. And thank you guys so much for uh, joining us tonight for the recap of the 71st Annual Tony Awards. I'm your host, Drexel Hurd. You can find me on Twitter at Drexel Hurd. Uh, be sure to leave your comments below because we will talk to you. Because yes, you will. will be found. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next year. Bye. Bye. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.